Episode 7 The Final Saga Love is a beautiful thing. Rotimi decided to visit all a few hours after he had lodged in the hotel. There was no traffic on the way, so he was quick to reach home. On getting to the compound, he made the main gate open. He was wondering who could have opened the gate without locking it on the inside. As soon as he got to his flat, he was about to knock the door when he heard the sound of people conversing. He decided to turn around. What he met shocked him to his marrow. He met his wife and a strange man in a compromising mood. He was devastated. He wanted to call her but immediately changed his mind. He brought out his phone and took pictures of the scene in the living room. He decided to exit the compound immediately and sit out for some minutes. However, he ended up sitting outside for one hour thirty-five minutes. By the time his wife and the strange man came out, she was shocked as she sighted her husband sitting outside opposite their compound. She began blabbing and making incoherent sentences. Oni, you are, you, are, you are back. Um, this is Broad Bracken. He's a carpenter. I mean, an electrician. He came to cook. As in, he, he came to save some, some money. She was saying all of this while frigating. The strange man who knew the dirty job he had come to do was just looking at the ground aimlessly. As soon as it was no longer comfortable, he quickly walked away. Rotimi slowly got up and went inside. The wife followed him instantly and even ran ahead of him. She knew the living room was in a messy condition. She entered before him. She was seen using her leg to kick some, some things under the chair, her pants, a brazier and tissue papers litter the floor coupled with pieces of condom that were on the floor. All of these Rotimi saw but pretended as if they didn't see him. His wife was no longer comfortable. She had a feeling her husband might have seen her but pretended. She went on her knee pleading for forgiveness as touching the scene at the hospital few days earlier. He lifted her up with his two hands. He spoke to her nicely, but was just playing along. Shortly after this, he went to his room to pick some documents and few clothes and promised her to be back the next day. He never mentioned anything on what he saw. He even gave her some money, which she collected with a smile on her face. She likes money even more than anything in life. When Rotimi returned to his hotel room, he exploded in tears because he couldn't hold himself any further. He cried and the tears ceased from coming out of his eyes. Everything seemed like a dream to him. He prayed that someone should wake him up from the dream. Jane called from Port Arcot to know about Rotimi's well-being. Rotimi was happy the call. Came in 
at the nick of time and he quickly wiped his face and assured him that everything was going on perfectly well. However, Rotimi decided to look for a way forward. Is it to confront his wife or to inform their families or to file for divorce? It wasn't really having his thoughts well coordinated at that point in time. And as such, he slept off in that process. Jane eventually returned to Lagos with her sister and the nieces she traveled with. She was excited to resume work after a long period of absence. She missed all her colleagues. Rotimi will be resuming in five days' time because the management gave him some more days to recover fully. Jane and Rotimi were then communicating on the phone since her return from Podakot. While Rotimi was surfing through his phone, a friend forwarded a message to him. The content of the message was the new pictures of his wife. An internet foster had been blackmailing his wife recently. He was one of the faceless friends she had online. She stupidly released the new pictures in the course of their internet dating. It threatened her, but she dared him. Hence, the picture surfaced. Rutimi couldn't believe it at first. But the environment the pictures were taken were his wife's room. The bed sheet, the shoe rack, the window blind were all the things he bought with his money. He wanted no, wasted no time but put a call to his parents, the sister and the in-law. He stayed a meeting with all of them, including his wife. He brought up all the evidences out in tears and grief. His wife was speechless, even the picture he took when he went home and met her in a compromising, compromising manner was equally presented. Her parents were ashamed of what they saw. Her healing mother broke down in tears. She managed to get up, gave her some slaps and beat her back severely. His wife became hopeless and was ashamed of herself. She couldn't defend the evidence before her. She pleaded for forgiveness, but ultimately experience refused to eat to such pleading. No way! Never will we concede to this kind of barbaric attitude. So, you are now a public toilet, said Rotimi's father. Rotimi had already filed for divorce to end the seven years of marriage that was filled with deceit, greed, infidelity, impatience, and lack of trust. That wasn't the kind of marriage he had hoped for. Rotimi's mother-in-law's health deteriorated after this because her daughter had disgraced her through the escapade and the illicit acts she was found with. Rotimi still ensured he fooled the hospital bill of his mother-in-law. The mother-in-law later died few months after the divorce was effected. The blackmailer messed with the wrong person this time, though Rotimi got the necessary information from his wife and he utilized all his information, technology skills, with the help of the Nigerian police force to nab the blackmailer and the imposter, who his wife became his prey. The imposter was a very skinny, hungry looking man 
who was skillful in internet scamming. He had done this to so many innocent women and ladies and have wrecked their homes and their lives as well. A lot of suicide committed by some married men and women may not be attributed to depression, but the pressure of the blackmailers who are bent on ruining their lives after they have fallen victims of them. Several appeals were made by pastors, church leaders and elders, associates to Timmy to forgive his wife. He would have accepted the plea, but the wife was two months pregnant when they cooperated together was four months earlier. So he couldn't have been responsible. He couldn't have been responsible. Lack of content is a great disease. Lack of contentment is a great disease. It is empowered and by greed and it is empowered by greed and covetousness. This was responsible to his wife's plight, who was never satisfied with everything Rotimi did for her. He struggled so hard to provide for the house. His wife was always the first in all that he did, but she never appreciated it. See where her excesses have landed her. The court dissolved their seven-year-old marriage within days and they ceased to be husband and wife. At the expiration of a few days leave given to Rotimi, he prepared to resume work. His entry to the school premises was legendary as he was welcomed with great accolade. He survived an accident that took the lives of everyone on the bus. Jane rushed to hug him as she couldn't hide her feelings any longer. They were expecting her to let go of him, but nothing of such happened. Everyone stood in her. Everyone stood in her. Others have to join Again, in hugging both of them together, they never knew what had happened to both of them in the recent past. No sooner than later, Rotimi continued to live his normal life as if nothing had happened to him. He saw himself as a product of grace, whom God graciously gave a second chance. He was grateful to God. The bond between Jane and Rotimi became boundless. Some unmarried men in the organization gossiped routine everywhere. They went and even called him names. This never deterred him from professing his love to Jane, whose mind was already made up to face whatever consequences that could arise from their relationship. Three months after Rotimi resumed work, he was invited for an interview by a multinational company. Fortunately, out of about 25 applicants, Rotimi was the only qualified one who excelled in the interview in a grand style. He was given offer for employment with immediate effect. He tendered his resignation letter the week after. Jane had a mixed feeling, mixed feelings at the good news. She became so cold, Rotimi took the news to her. He felt, she felt, she felt he was gone forever. Rotimi looked at Jane in the heart at the corridor where both of them met that he broke the news to her. He held her two hands, smiled to her and said, look here. Lady, Queen Mother, you are all I have in this world. You will be wherever I am. I promise you that. Jane beamed with smile, and that was a smile of hope. 
And that was a smile of hope. Slowly, Rotimi went on his knee. Rotimi went on his knee. Brought out the box. Out of his pocket. Out of his pocket and said to Jane, Jane, will you marry me? Jane, will you marry me? The startled Jane shouted, Yes, yes, yes. As she stretched her left hand forward, waiting for Rotimi to insert the ring. Immediately the ring was inserted. Rotimi stood in joy. And for the first time, he gave Jane a very long-lasting kiss. Jane's eye went close as Rotimi romantically decorated her lips with kisses. <coughs> this was a sound from Mrs. Millicent clearing her throat when she met Jane and Rotimi in that very mood at the corridor. They both slowly detached each other and Jane rested her head on Rotimi's shoulder and stretched forth her left hand towards Mrs. Millicent, showing her that Rotimi had finally proposed to her. Mrs. Millicent was elated and was full of joy and she thereafter congratulated both of them. Without much ado, after about 12 months, Rotimi officially came back to White Chain and immediately took her to the United States of America where he was based. Two months into their wedding, Jane was, was, was pregnant and seven months after she was delivered of a set of twins. The naming ceremony was done virtually so that both family members could be part of the celebration. Who could have thought things would turn out this way? Rotimi's wife had become the shadow of herself as everyone deserted her. The beauty that got into her head suddenly faded away. She became a mother of one without the knowledge of who the father of the baby was. She wished God would turn back the hand of clock, but it was too late for her. Hello, young lady. Please wake up. We have reached the bus park. Someone tapped Jane, who was far gone asleep. She was in a dream after all throughout her journey to Paracord. She woke up and she was just smiling. When she picked up her phone, guess whose call she had missed. It was Rotimi's seven missed calls. She smiled in wonder and immediately they got talking till she got home. After the end of Jane's journey, she resumed work and when she resumed work, she was looking for it to me all around who was on an official assignment within the organization. As soon as she sighted him, she was just looking at him with surprises and Rotimi also was looking at her surprised considering the look on Jane's face and before a twinkle of an hour Jane was already hugging him thank you for listening this is the end of season one of the journey watch out for season two. Bye.